Welcome to episode 266 of the Thunder Underground podcast. Trent and Jason here as always. And this week we've got a double bill, so to speak. Right? Yeah, we've got, as you can see on the title here, we've got an interview with the lead singer of Trapped. And we've got an interview, I guess, of ourselves. I don't know if that's the best way to put it. We were interviewed <laughs> and we're taking the audio from that to it's present a, to you. It's a swap cast. <laughs> <laughs> is that a is that like a Jim term? Florentine would hate that I said that? Okay, I'm gonna tag him then. <laughs> it, it is it is a term. <laughs> it's when two podcasts. I get, yeah. Oh yeah, you already get like it. promote. Each yeah, other you don't need me to. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I didn't know if that was like an official like industry term. <laughs> but it's us in Tulsa Music Stream, which is uh, Scott and Jana from Down for Five and uh, Rocket Science. Uh, we were guests on their. Uh, on their live stream, and uh, we've got the audio here for you. It was an honor. You'll hear it. It's all good stuff. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of cool. Like last week, we celebrated our fifth anniversary of the podcast and kicking off this next year with ourselves getting interviewed and an interview with someone who's kind of uh, in the, the spotlight, so to speak, the last few months with some headlines. So Right, yeah. It, it's, it, it's, it's a nice little extravaganza we put together for you today. That's right. And we've got some music as well. Right. Before we get into that, we need to let you know we're sponsored by a few different places. One of those being Sunset Tattoo Tulsa, our newest sponsor. They're a tattoo shop right here in Midtown Tulsa. If you give them a call, you can set up an appointment to get in there and check out their work and also, of course, get a tattoo. Their tattoos are done good and proper. They're state licensed and, most importantly, they're mother approved. A wide array of uh, work you can see photos of on their Facebook and on their Instagram and in their shop as well. So get in there, talk to them, tell them we sent you, and we're really glad to have them on board with us. Med Farm is a dispensary located in Broken Air, Oklahoma, 24683 East High 51. You can get in there and check them out, or if you're still uneasy about going in places, they've got a drive through which is uh, pretty cool because a lot of dispensaries don't have that option. A drive through dispensary? Come yeah. on. Pretty amazing. Yeah, it is. And they're not, you know, they're within a mile of a Sonic and a McDonald's and Taco Bell. So you can go there, get your food, go to Med Farm and get your medicinal needs and you're all set up for the night. Exactly. Yeah. That's a weekend right there, bro. <laughs> right. I mean, throw in a liquor store around there, too. There is one. There is, yeah. And there's right one there. over by the goddamn, the Taco Bell, too. So, I mean, it's all, all wrapped up there for you. <laughs> right. All your vices. Yeah. You can check them out on Leafly.com if you want to see all the products. You can also get on their website, MedFarmOK.com. Their Facebook is MedFarmPHRM, where they run. You can see all their specials and everything that's going on on Instagram as well, MedFarmOK. If you shoot them a text or give them a call and place your order, like we said, you can go right through that drive-thru, or you can pull up and pick up curbside, or of course you can walk inside, so... If you get over there and tell them that we sent you, they'll give you twenty five or twenty five percent. Where that come from? They'll give you ten percent off your first order. Don't get us in trouble, man. <laughs> right? I was just being hopeful. I think, like, you, I think you've been using some of the product. That's right. Yeah, right before I came here. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. Also, cannabis with the cause is their slogan because thirty percent of their proceeds are going to build no kill animal shelters, which is pretty amazing. They've got one in the works, so. Once that's up, we'll be talking about that as well. A huge thank you to them for their continued support. And finally, DEB Concerts. 
they keep bringing in amazing rock shows to downtown Tulsa, whether it be the Ideal Barroom or the BOK Center now. They brought in stuff like Saxon, Last in Line, Sebastian Bach, Great White, Warrant, Buck Cherry recently, and they brought in Snoop Dogg last year. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, how can you go wrong with that? He can't. This summer, they've still got some shows on the books. The first one being June 26th was the rescheduled date of the April Texas Hippie Coalition show. That show also features uh, Sweat and Bullets and Poster Child, and it's hosted by Lynn Hernandez of Camo D. Then a couple weeks later, on July 11th, at the Ideal Barroom, the New Metal Revival tour is coming through, and that features Saliva, Pyraman 5000, Flaw, and Edema. And then on July 13th, at the BOK Center, the arena show, the reunited four original members of Poison, headlining along with Sebastian Bach, the original vocalist of Skid Row, and Tom Kiefer, the vocalist of Cinderella. So that's a great triple bill. What if Richie Cotson was still with Poison? Then we couldn't say the four original members. Yeah, but would that would he be more psyched? It's hard to say because he, you know, we're such big Richie Cotson fans. Or is it we kind of like how it is now? I like how it is now, definitely. But okay. I mean, if that had never changed, like he never left, yeah. and he had been in, with Poison for the last what twenty seven years now or something, then it would be a totally different thing, right? And it might be this is so cool, we don't need, you know. CC and the original sound, yeah. But the fact that that is an, an, the option, and we also get Winery Dogs and Richard Cotton solo now, I think we're getting the best of both worlds, you know. Good, good. I, I I like throwing scenarios out there. I mean, it's the same concept as like if what if David never been kicked out of Metallica? That would have sucked because then you never have Megadeth. Exactly. <laughs> and we love Megadeth. Yeah. But so yeah, debconcerts.com is where you can find out ticket info. And, of course, if there's any changes or post movements and that kind of thing, they'll let you know, as we will as well. Huge thank you to DB Concerts for their continued support. Break this down before we start in order-wise, but do you want to do get into the Tulsa Music Stream thing first before we play the music? Yes, let's. Okay. This is just a couple nights ago, actually. May 16th, Saturday night. Every Saturday night, Tulsa Music Stream at 7 p.m. Central. Run their deal. It's usually about two hours, a little over two hours. This was the eighth episode, and they've already been stacking up the interviews because they're doing two or three an episode. Nice. Playing two or three songs an episode. Yeah. Pretty impressive because, you know, it's like when we do two or three interviews in a row, you know, it's like, you know, we cram beforehand, so it's not like hard to do. But if we were doing them live, I'd probably be a little more nervous about that second interview because I'm like, my mind was completely occupied. Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... The way they can do that and, and not lose their minds is uh, pretty admirable. Yeah. I don't know that I... Yeah, I agree. I'm, I mean, I would I would melt down, probably. <laughs> well, it's cool. And like you said, it's cool and an honor to be able to join with them early on in what they're doing. We've had them on several times as well. But yeah, let's uh, just jump into it. Here is Jason and I on Tulsa Music Stream. There he is. Look at you guys. You look fantastic. So one of you. So we told we told Jason to flip his phone straight up and down, and then because last time you were straight up and down and he was sideways, and now 
Trent sideways, no, right? No, actually, you have that wrong because I messaged them and I specifically said, guys, however I called you the other night, leave your phones the same direction because I, I, it'll the video will freeze. If you, It's technical stuff that doesn't interest anybody out right, there. Right, right, yeah, you can't anyway, touch it. Anyway, you guys look good on here. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm doing great. Great. Good, man. Hey, you guys just put out an episode. I saw that, and Blabbermouth picked it up. Congratulations, y'all. That's amazing. Thank you, yeah. We've been pretty fortunate over the last few years. They've picked us up quite a few times, and that one just popped up this afternoon. I know. I know. I haven't even gotten to check out that episode yet because we've been busy trying to get ready for this tonight, but I'm sure it's amazing. But listen, I I want to give you guys a chance to t- tell people, how in the world did you guys have this idea to start Thunder Underground? Was it one of you that had the idea and you approached the other one? And, and just to explain to the viewers what they do is they do these awesome interviews and they started off locally and then they, they branched up and they worked themselves up the ladder to do with all these national acts. We're right. talking members of kiss. We're Megadeth. talking. Yeah. We're Amazing. Gene Simmons, Bruce Kulick, Megadeth. And, and now almost every concert that comes to town, they're doing like a, a you know, a story with these yeah, guys. They, they talk to big time people on their podcast. So under underground. Big props to you guys. You guys are working it. So Thank fellas, you. tell us how you guys got this started. Was, was it the brainchild of one of you or were y'all just having a conversation and, and you both collectively came up with the idea or how, how did this happen? Um, well, it, it, uh, started in 1996 and we, we just wanted to do like a paper fanzine that you could leave at Starship. And right. we did that. And it just, uh, that's what it started out as. And as the years went on, you know, technology being what it is and, you know, the internet starts being a thing. We made like a, a pretty, uh, pretty basic website um, and just did a little record reviews here and there. Right. Uh, and then I guess, you know, uh, Trent can take the rest. Right. I hope we didn't lose Trent. Trent, are you still there? Yeah. Can you hear me? I hear okay. you, but your picture went away. I was just messing with audio, not not the picture okay. stuff. Okay. Yeah. yeah but, but that's okay. You can you can keep talking. Okay. Yeah. We. Uh, I mean, we would sit around. I mean, we've been friends our you know since we were kids, so we would hang out Friday, Saturday night, or something, drinking, and all we do was talk music. And Jason. You know, I'd been listening to a lot of podcasts here probably, you know, six, seven years ago, and he kind of got me into listening to some of those. And then one day he just kind of mentioned, you know, we should do a podcast because we talk about music all the time. And we, right, you know, it was just kind of a, a throwaway kind of comment. And then we just kept bringing it up every once in a while. And then one day I was like, screw it. And I bought a microphone and called him and said, I bought a microphone. Let's do this. And we just wow. Kinda, and see, the thing is, is I was just like, hey, let's just record something on our phone just to see how we sound. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, maybe that might be cool. Next thing you know, he went out and bought all kinds of stuff. So right? I mean, we, were, we were in it whether whether I wanted to or not. It was it was happening. Right. Right. So you guys have been doing this for how I'm sorry, how long has has it been? I know you've got like, what, 200. What was today's episode? 265 or right. how many episodes have you done? Yeah, 265 is what we put out, most wow. recent one. And Incredible. To, today, actually today, May 16th, is the fifth anniversary of our first episode. 
That's so amazing. Man, it's so cool. Yeah. You guys gonna eat cake or anything? Or <laughs> no, we're 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 here with you, and that's like uh, uh, a huge honor. So thank you very much. Oh, uh, yeah. we're and, so glad you guys came on. I mean, kind of yeah, the we're... thing we mentioned the other day about that is you guys were the first people that we interviewed on our podcast, exactly. like episode seven. So it's kind of cool that we're doing this now on the anniversary of our starting the thing too. It's, well, that's so cool. It's a circle of life, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I know I follow you guys and I listen to many of your shows and, um, and, and I just, you guys are constantly putting in work and, and you're giving, you giving Tulsa something to look forward to. You're giving, you know, it's just fun seeing you guys grow, seeing you guys get put on blabbermouth, getting, you know, getting these high profile interviews. And I just want to say that I, how much I just respect you guys and just love your work and, and, and how hard you're just hitting it, man. For well, sure. Thank you very much. We thank appreciate you, that. Means a lot, man. We appreciate it. And I don't want to put you guys on the spot, but I, I guess I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> who, who has been your most, enjoyable interview and who has maybe been your most challenging interview so far? Well, the challenging is pretty easy, uh, a pretty easy answer from both of us. Okay. Yeah. That was Doyle from the misfits. And that was, why was he challenging? It was just, I mean, it's a long story, but it, (laughs) it boils down to that. His tour manager never told him that it wasn't a video interview and he spent, he was rushing around getting all his makeup and gear on for the video. And then when we showed up without a camera, he was pissed off. And Oh, shit. Oh, boy. He was given, like, we had a shitload of questions, too. Sorry to cuss. But, like, we had, like, probably 15 questions, and he ran through them in, like, five minutes. And we were just kind of wow. like, okay, thanks. And, but not. What about he enjoyable? Was he was pretty surly, and it was pretty intimidating. But, yeah. I mean, ultimately, I, I there's no way it was our fault. So what do you do? Sure. Yeah, I know you're just the fall guy, right? Yeah, well, right. what about it? What about on the other spectrum? Like, who's been the most enjoyable for you? Um, for me, it's been like guys like, that I've loved since I was a kid, like Damon Johnson from Brother Kane, uh, Ian Moore. Um, that was amazing. And then, of course, you know Gene Simmons. I mean, how can you? That was, <laughs> that was just uh, surreal. I, yeah. I, I didn't feel like I was on this planet. Uh, <laughs> and then um, just. I, I don't know. I could say, you know, Prong, COC, Crowbar, uh, like you said earlier, Megadeth. But uh, I really liked when we had Mark Kendall from Great White on. Oh, yeah. We had him on twice, and he was really nice. And then the next day, he's telling his wife about it, and he he mistakes. He, he accidentally says Thunder Down Under. <laughs> so she Googles that and it's like a stripper, a male stripper review from Australia. Oh my goodness <laughs> so, sake. Right. You know, he picked one of us to text and it was me. So I'm right. work texting with the guitar player of great white. Nice. You know, and he's just little stuff like that. And I'm like correcting him. And so it's just the stuff that when I was 15, I would never imagine I would be doing. Oh, sure. Um, you know, the, the time in Selmo, Phil and Selmo from Pantera was on for like 30 seconds. Just <laughs> wow. stuff like that, you know. And I'm sure Trent has totally, he has different answers as well. Go ahead, Trent. One of my favorite ones was Shooter Jennings, just because I feel like that's kind of the one where we got to the point where we were interviewing a lot better than the early days. Or, I mean, mm-hmm. it was like within a year or two of us starting. And right. 
it was a great interview with him. And then, you know, like I could mimic most of the ones Jason said. And then, you know, talking to Vivian Campbell and Reed Mullen, a COC and hmm. Kenny Hickey, a typo negative. The Tracy Guns and Phil Lewis were amazing. So, wow. I mean, you guys I think? could rattle on for like 10 minutes, but. What did you guys think about the Scott Nine interview? Was that uh, was that insightful? Was that something that was like you went home and say, like, "Wow, that was such a great interview." Those two guys really know how know their shit, you know. It, it was one we need to do again. Yeah, it changed the course of <laughs> yeah. our podcast. Actually, <laughs> episode one seventy three. For those of you that don't know, I had it written down so I could say Man. that. <laughs> what a, I, I was going to say, God, your memory is amazing, dude. That's incredible. Well, hey, I don't want you to give away your trade secrets, but like without giving away your trade secrets, how in the world do you guys land these major names? Yeah, how do you reach out to them? How do you get them to bite? Jason's smiling. <laughs> That's all true. Ask him. It's just a constant bugging Bug. publicists, you know, and I mean, either emailing or calling and, you know, you get, if I email 20 people, you know, I might get three or four responses, but right. if one of them is, you know, Vivian Campbell from Def Leppard or Joey Allen from Warrant, then it's worth it. But sure, you know, you just keep keep hitting them up relentlessly. And we're at a point now that we've done it so much that we have publicists hitting us up all the time. And so it's, That's it's, awesome. it's not nearly as hard as it used to be. Yeah. I mean, when blabbermouth is like referencing your podcasts all the time, I'm sure that doesn't hurt either. Does it? <laughs> right. Feels good. Feels yeah. good. That's so great, man. That's, that's, that's so cool. That's so great. Well, fellas, we're really proud of you guys and, and so glad that you all came on with us tonight. And if there's anything you want to tell the people, now's your chance. Cause we're going to cut you loose after and, this. And I'll be honest out of the two. Yeah. I figured that Jason's phone would be the one that screwed up. Why? And Trent's would have been fine. Why did you, why do you think that? That's, I, I that's don't know. Nice. I don't know. I just that, you know, I'll hit him that for was you. The vibe Jason. I got it. Like I would think that Jason would show up kind of like, ah, oh, yeah. And turn his phone on. And then like, Trent would like have his Wi-Fi perfectly in place and all this stuff, you know. I I don't. I, I get that, and that is totally true. Uh, <laughs> if somebody's gadget would mess up, it would definitely be mine. Well, it's but, you know, it's probably my you know, fault. I I, I definitely want to say you know if you know if you're gonna wrap it up, uh, I'm thanks for doing this. Tulsa needs more recognition, you know. We love you guys. We love Down for Five. Um, and, and just uh, aside from all the national acts I mentioned, to get to uh, talk to all the bands in Tulsa, and especially the ones I saw as a kid, uh, you know, like Dave Cantrell and the Severmind guys and Bunny's Doom and Chad Malone and Steve, mm -hmm. uh, Steve Ray, Mike DiPatrillo. Uh, we really, and to see what the Tulsa hard rock scene is now, um, it's, it's really, uh, inspiring and it's, uh, you know, it's a big sigh of relief because I, I figure when I was playing out, it was a little weird. So, mm -hmm. uh, I think it's just, you know, it, it's so much better and it's, uh, it's, it's really inspiring to see and you guys are a part of it. So thank you. Thank you, man. Thank you. What about you, Trent? You got any final words? Kind of what Jason said. Thank you guys for doing this, having us on and everything. And we've uh, over the past, you know, with the COVID, everything going on, we've did like 15 or so interviews on Skype the past month and a half. And mm -hmm. 
we've st- we've got like six or eight coming up with guys from Kill and Junkyard and Rollins wow. Band and Frank Hannon Band and you Amazing. know a bunch in the can and you know like we said we've you know done ones in the past few months with Robin McCauley and James Lomenzo and people from White Zombie and Hate Breed and so on. Man. Yeah, so check those out. And if you're a fan of Scott and Jenna and haven't been listening to our podcast, check out episode 173, 150, and number seven. Cool. <laughs> well, give these guys some love. Viewers, Jason and Trent, Thunder uh, Underground. Please do not go to Thunder Down Under. Right. Go to Thunder not. Underground. <laughs> <laughs> we love you guys. Keep keep hard at it, man. Thank you guys. Thanks so for much. doing what you do. We'll, we'll talk to you guys soon. Next Thanks time we'll have Trent. Next time we'll have Trent on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, fellas. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye bye. All right. Bye. Give them some love. Love those guys, man. Aren't they fun? Super cool. Yep, they are. And they know how to. They know how to take a joke. They know how to get. They know how to dish it. They know how to do all that stuff. I know. Good so. guys. There you go. That was us on Tulsa Music Stream with Scott and Jana Squires. They are. We didn't really, you know, preface it up front for those of you that might not know. If you don't, for some reason, they are members of Down for Five and Rocket Science. And like we kind of mentioned there in our talk with them, they've been on our podcast. Jane has been on her twice and Scott's been on her three times. Yeah. Very cool. You know, we've been fans of them since way before we even started the podcast. And I mean, years and years, 20 some odd years ago. Yeah. You were even you playing know. shows with Scott's yeah. old band back then. Yeah. Well, I, we played with Silver's Machine quite a bit. Uh, and we played with Down for Five. Oh, that's right. Uh, yeah. Even yeah. before Scott was in Down for Five. And I remember seeing... Um, you know, I, I, I remember seeing... Psych and Janet in a band, and for the life of me, I can't remember what they were called. You know, uh, I think it's Slam Cat. I think that's what okay. it was. Is that what it was? I remember that years name, and years I'm... ago. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I was I was about to say Slam Hound, but wasn't that what Buck Cherry was before they were Buck Cherry? Yeah. See, so <laughs> I mean, and 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 the, and the beauty part of it is, is uh, you know, I think you know, I think they're gonna have us on again. You know, I, I I think we're going to be checking in with them again so we can get into all that because I want to know. Right. And I think it's it's probably shit we already asked them, but I fucking forgot. So, <laughs> right. so yeah, I mean, it was, uh, you know, again, an honor. And, and it's, it's cool all these years later, you know, we're still pals and we're still supporting each other. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, yeah, like you just said, Scott had mentioned having you guys back on. Like for a full-on interview type yeah, thing yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And definitely. we just spoke to them really not that long ago. It was probably February because mm-hmm. it was right before all this stuff hit. We were talking about doing all of Down for Five because we've had them on several times. But of we've course. yet to ever have Psych on here. Right. And we need to just get a full band thing going because they've got three new songs out here in the past few months that are all excellent. Definitely. And we need to obviously talk about all that stuff, so. Like I said there at the end of that interview, check out our old episodes, 150 with Scott and Jana and 7 with Scott and Jana, and then 173 with Scott, along with 9 from Dead Metal Society. So yeah, once again, thanks again to Scott and Jana for having us on. It was a great time. All right, so time to play some music, right? I want to play some music. All right. We're going to play something that came out recently on the Vibrations from Tulsa compilation. Yes, from Horton Records. Right. Um, this band is called Plastic Psalms. 
The song's called Reliquary. I hope I said that right. Yeah. If not, guys, sorry. Let us know. You know, I, I love their description. Math Punk from Tulsa. Um, fuck yeah, we're going to play that shit. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to play this one. All right, here we go.
reliquary from plastic psalms right out of Tulsa. I didn't even, you know, you mentioned that to me that you saw that on our band camp, the math punk thing. And it's weird because like nothing associated with that terminology came to my mind. And then when you said it, it made sense. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I heard, I heard the song and I loved it. Yeah. And when I looked up their, their, like their Instagram, their band camp, and I was just kind of trying to find out some stuff about them. And I saw that math punk. I'm like, well, of course, <laughs> you know, I mean, it just, it, you don't think about it, but then when you see that, you're like, yeah, definitely that fits. Yeah. So yeah, it's great. It's great stuff. Yeah. To me, it had, it had elements of punk. It had elements of hardcore. It had elements of even doom metal, the way yeah. some of the guitars sounded. Yeah. You just combine all that and, and it's just really cool stuff. It, and that compilation's fucking cool because there's such a great mix of stuff on it. Yeah, it is. You, you know, you've got the doldrums. Uh, you know, you've got Tom Boyle, which I fucking love that song too. I would love to play that on here. Uh, you know, in uh, Blind Oath, uh, Constant Peril. Um, it is a great, shelter people that kick out yes, tracks. Yes, kick out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the golden uh, ones. Fucking vibrations from Tulsa Horton Records. You have to check out this compilation, and all the bands on there are definitely, definitely worthy of your time and your money. This is one of those things. Even if you're listening to us and you're not from the Tulsa area, it's always fun to check out new music. And there's right. a lot of underground stuff here in this thing. You know, spans the the gamut of your kind of hardcore metal punk alternative you know even some reggae stuff in there as well yeah yeah it's a lot of it's kind of like it we i said on the live stream a couple weeks ago i'm like a lot of these bands i don't know that i'm cool enough to be listening to (laughs) like i don't know i better not let them find out yeah (laughs) so they'll lose cred if they know we're and and that's and that's always a good thing you know so it's just you know uh, so glad to get to play this stuff yeah, so check out Plastic Psalms. Like we said, they're on Bandcamp. You can also follow them on Instagram and tell them we sent you. All right, so is it time to get into some Trapped? The main event. Yeah, the main event, so to speak. So we got this interview here with the lead vocalist and rhythm guitarist of Trap, Chris Taylor Brown. You know, no one that's uh, paid attention to music at all has known he's been in the headlines recently in the last few months. We're interviewing him here, and they Trapped has a new album coming out next month. So we talk about a lot about that and some other stuff as well. So let's just jump into it. Here's Chris Taylor Brown of Trap. guys have been prepping for this new album and you've done some acoustic live streams as well like how else have you been spending time during this uh coronavirus yeah right um you know a lot of time online you know all the social media sites you know uh, trying to pass pass the time and also just you know playing guitar when i can and all that but we have a yeah you know we had our record pretty much done when before this thing hit, and um, uh, we uh, we did a, a acoustic live, Facebook live. That was awesome. That was April second. We did that. Uh, so about an hour and a half. We did a bunch of acoustic songs, or you know, just uh, acoustic guitar, vocal, and uh, or uh, guitar player. 
our guitar player Brian playing a little cajon for percussion, and uh, that was fun. It did real well. We had a lot of people checking that out. But um, yeah, I mean, today is the first time, or maybe yesterday is the first time that that I got where I'm, where I live over in north of Cincinnati. Now we're in Destin, Florida, living it up. You know, at the beach all day today. So that was that was pretty amazing. So. Uh, I feel like the quarantine's kind of, and it's you know, it's um, we're opening opening back up and it goes pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I bet that feels good to be at a beach. I'd I'd love that. Oh man, today was uh, pretty amazing. Well, so you mentioned you you had most you had the album completed before all this stuff happened. Was there uh, anything left that kind of got stalled because of things shutting down, or were you pretty much set? No, no, not at all. I mean. Uh, you know, we're, uh, like the record is pretty much ready to, you know, it's per priority. We have three songs that are available right now. Um, and uh, the record drops June 19th. And, uh, you know, we're, we're just like, uh, just get it out there. I'm sure people, you know, people, uh, are sitting there on quarantine and all that. And we need to entertain them, you know? And how would you compare this, the feel of this album to your previous ones? Um, I think this one's a good mix, like of our first album and our third album, only, only through the pain. So, you know, good songs. Um, you know, the, the the all the material, the lyrics stuff. Uh, I you know, he, I got it really into Carl Young, and he has a concept called Shadow Work, and it's like you know the yin yang, light dark, the good evil kind of thing, and and the parts of you that you consider dark evil or he'd rather not admit to you know those are the kind of the bigger the parts of you need to uh, you know keep the closest to you so you can actually have control over those parts of you because uh, they're just as strong if not stronger than the parts you completely accept but uh, I think musically you know uh, people songwriters and stuff it's like a lot of their demons they're writing about and um, you know this, this record is just about real, really uh, being conscious of all that kind of stuff and uh, and be true to, true to yourself, yeah? yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, as both a vocalist and guitarist, I mean, do you write the lyrics first or does the music come first? How does that generally yeah, work the out? The music's with you? always first. Okay. Uh, you, you, get, you get a feeling from a uh, piece of music, um, and, uh, and, and the lyrics just usually come just from the vibe and the music, the way it makes you feel, you know? Like you mentioned, kind of like some of the imagery I've seen associated with shadow work, you know, is darker looking, but the the three songs I've heard, you know, seem a little more laid back. Is that like, do you mean like lyrically in the, in a darker sense? Just, just, uh, and I would even say, I'm just saying the parts of you that you are, are not paying attention to, you know, the, the parts that you, you, maybe you're not as proud of, or, or you don't talk about it as much is, is what I'm talking what I'm talking about. I'm not saying like dark and it as as in like you wanna go and you know, you, you know, kill someone or right. commit crimes or whatever. I'm just saying like the parts of you the parts of the parts of you that you that you're lacking in, you know? You mentioned Brendan up front, you know, and him and Mike, you know, are newer additions to the band in the last few years. What have they brought to the band that might not have been there with previous members? Uh, Mike uh, joined uh, you know, after we pretty much had one of this the album 
Britain and um, um, but uh, but Brendan definitely uh, I had a great time writing with him um, throughout the last few years. Uh, he joined the band in 2016, and uh, he's definitely a great guitar player and makes up you know really cool stuff and just we really write write well together. So I think uh, this album will, will really show that people will will be able to hear for themselves. Yeah. I mean, as far as Brendan goes with being a multi-instrumentalist, has that, you think, added to the, the depth of what you guys are doing? Sure. Yeah, I mean, he, he did all the drums on this album. He did all the guitars. So, um, you know, it, he's just a, he, he, he knows what to do for a given song, like, you know, what, what the right part should be, drum-wise or guitar-wise. So it's really awesome to, to have him on board. So, so if live shows get pushed back into 2021, um, how do you foresee the promotion of uh, this record this year? Well, we're, uh, we've got, uh, we're probably going to be doing shows July, August, September, October. Um, I would think, as they, you know, uh, if not full, you know, big shows, then at least, you know, acoustic uh, stuff or, you know, we did, we did 2018, we did a whole big old acoustic tour all year long and it was awesome just people you know sitting at tables getting drinks uh eating dinner and watching trap to uh, do acoustic sets so if we have to do it that way we'll do it that way but um you know uh, i'm not worried about not being able to do the, the live thing because we everybody sit at home on the line online and you know wait trying to be entertained and, and uh, you know if we can't do uh you know, if we really can't do shows, we'll just have to do the, the live stream stuff and do that electric that way. But hopefully we don't have to do that, but I think things are going to be starting to open up this summer. Talking about that that acoustic tour, do you, like, being a hard rock band, like, how was that experience like for you, just, like, doing a whole tour where it's, like, a little bit more laid back? It's awesome, man. We, we just, I think with Trap, we just, we just try to write good rock song and I think a good rock song can be played with an acoustic guitar in front of a fire uh, campground or something and just a vocal and, and so good to everyone sing along and having a great time so I think uh, that's what I've always tried to do is uh, you know kind of write songs with the acoustic guitar and then bring them to uh, a band situation and, uh, so we're not really worried about being a hard rock band or being heavy or any of that kind of stuff. I just want to make music that sounds good and that uh, people can relate to lyrically and that, you know, makes them feel something. That's, uh, that's, that's what we're all about. Well, do you ever, do you write acoustically or do you, do oh, you yeah. write both yeah, ways? I, mean, I play acoustic guitar since I was like, you know, 11 or 12 years old and that's one of my favorite things to do in my spare time, you know? You know, like if if things do pick up back this summer or not, like how do you think the touring industry might change a bit once concerts are happening on a full force level? I, I really hope everyone comes to their senses and just realizes the what the United States and the world, for that matter, did in shutting down an economy to save lives that we don't really know how many people might have died or not. I mean, you had Woodstock in the middle of uh, a pandemic from 1968. You know, so so like late '68 until early '70, '1970, uh, and it was 107,000 Americans died of that. 
tank. It was like an H1N1 Hong Kong virus or whatever. And, right. and you know, you had a you had wood stock in the middle of that. And then you know, in nineteen fifty seven there was hundred and fifty thousand that, that died of another um H one N one type type virus, not a coronavirus, but but uh we've we've been through these kind of things before and it didn't shut down an entire economy, didn't say we should have these social distancing stuff that, you know, you gotta build herd herd immunity in any virus that comes along. And it's just it's just insanity to me, which is crazy. Yeah. So hopefully in the next thirty to sixty days everybody comes to their senses and goes, Let's just admit we did something stupid and, and, and try to reverse that as quick as possible. That's that's what? my position on it. Cool. Personally I've always appreciated whenever musicians or entertainers are outspoken with their beliefs and what do you say yeah. to people that that say that musicians shouldn't say what they feel, which you've, you know, been doing, obviously. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I understand people have, you know, they don't want to offend certain people. I mean, that's, that's the whole idea. It's, uh, they want to be neutral and, you know, and, and, and I'm just not that kind of guy. I, you know, as I want to have a relationship with my fans that's, that's more than just superficial and surface level. And, uh, you know, I want them to know who I am and, and I want to know who they are. I like to, have discussions with fans and you know have just have a deeper connection with them and, and so that's the way I do it I understand if people want to keep their their personal beliefs away from fans that's I get that too you know that's just not that's just not my thing do you not worry at all about alienating fans or anything with if someone doesn't have the same beliefs no because it's intolerant of my my views or you know there's we have plenty of fans who are like i don't agree with you i, I don't see it your way but it's not going to keep you from listening to your music or going to your shows and right. having a good time so i just want to really discourage the whole uh intolerant of other people's views thing well man we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today yeah man anytime You're right on bro there you go chris taylor brown of trapped a huge thank you to sean o'donnell from O'Donnell Media Group. And of course, a big thank you to Chris Brown for taking the time there to talk to us from the beach there in Florida. Right, definitely. You know, I'm not going to, you know, speak one way or the other on anything this guy said, you know, in here or in recent months. But what I said in that interview, when I asked him that question, I firmly believe that, you know, I have no, you know, people bitch all the time, like, oh, like about an athlete or a, mm-hmm. a musician or an actor or something. They should just shut their mouth and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it doesn't matter if they make $40 million yeah. a year and you make $2,000 a year. They have as much right as anyone to talk, whether I, you want them to or not. I fully agree. It's funny you mention this because that, for me, it's a hot button issue. Yeah. It really is. It's like, so uh, Joe Schmo can go on his Facebook and say whatever he wants and he thinks he's self-righteous and he can think he can do it. And I don't give a fuck what side you're on. It's the same goddamn thing. But if, you know, fucking Brad Pitt said something that, you know, you didn't agree with, uh, how dare he? He's a spoiled fucking celebrity that doesn't know the struggle. But John Voight could get on there and say some shit that you'd agree with. But he's not a... F- I mean, you see what I, you right. see where I'm going. Everybody's uh, obviously just, just going to agree James Woods, cause, with whatever side they're yeah, on. Yeah, or Ted Nugent, you know. I'm sure you don't mind when fucking Ted Nugent goes off on some shit. He's fucking rich, uh, you know. So it's like, I don't care. You... Yeah, just like you said, you make fifteen bucks an hour or fifteen million an hour. If you're a voting tax paying fucking citizen in this country, you have every fucking right 
to say whatever the fuck you want about it. Yeah. You know? I mean, you really do. I don't have to agree with it, and guess what? Right. That don't fucking matter. Yeah. So, there you go. And a, a lot of people completely will be like, well, I'm not listening to this ever again. Right. And it's like, if you're not going to listen to to Trapped, so for instance, because you don't like what he said, and you liked their music before, that's on you. You're an idiot. You yeah, know, it's like... pretty much. You don't agree with what Ted Nugent says, but you still know the guy makes amazing music. I don't... You know, it doesn't matter if it's as extreme as Nugent or extreme as System of a Down or Rage Against the Machine or Bono mm-hmm. on the other side. If I like their music, I don't have to listen to what Bono says. I can still fucking love you, too. Right. Yeah, because, <laughs> I mean, ha- how can you... De- Ted Nugent, is, I can separate this shit. Yeah. Because I'm more of I'm more of a fucking music fan than I am a fan of politics or government or whatever politician. Um, you know... Ted Nugent is a fucking amazing guitar player. Um, and his new shit, you know, the song might be about fucking how he hates Hillary Clinton, but whatever. The the tones that Ted Nugent gets today is something not a lot of people talk about because they're so concerned with what's coming out of his mouth. But his fucking guitar tone in present day as a 70-year-old man is fucking insane. It strips the paint off the walls. It's heavy, and it's 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 fucking more alive than guitarists half his age, and no one talks about that. So, okay, now now I'm fucking I'm lathered up. I'm ready to go. We're just have to wind this down. I need to go get another beer because now I'm getting pissed off, Trent. All right. Well, and, yeah. and I don't agree with Ted Nugent socially, politically, but as we said, that does not fucking matter. When it comes to his music. Right. Okay, see? Okay, I'm done. I can't. Just. The guy could walk up to me take and say, home. Take Trent, his home. you're a piece of shit and I hope you die. And the next day I would still say, God damn, Stranglehold's an amazing song. Well, I mean, Doyle from the Misfits <laughs> basically did that to us. Guess what? I still love the fucking Misfits. <laughs> They're one of the best fucking bands in the world. And I don't care. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's like that episode of Growing Pains when Brad Pitt played the rock star. That met the, met the little kid, right. and when the little kid came back because he forgot his pen or some shit, the rock the rock star guy was an asshole. But the kid fucking still loved him anyways because it's just you don't know the guy. Fuck it, who cares? <laughs> right, like, man. Did I go off on a thing? <sighs> Take us home, train. I'm done talking. All right. Well, on a positive note, if this is your first time listening to us, and you love trapped, pat on other artists you know that might be up your alley, like. Guys from Shine Down, Saving Able, uh, Local H, Drowning Seven, Pool, Seven Dust, yeah, go. Another Day Dawns. There you go. Yeah, very recent one. Mm-hmm. You know, we we've had on a ton of guys from really heavy stuff like the Black Dahlia Murder, Battle yes. Cross, uh, Super Joint, Crowbar, Crozen Conformity, Prong. More recently, we had on guys from Typo Negative and Life of Agony and Black Love Society, Megadeth. So on and so forth, so just dig through there. BeatThunderUnderground.com is our website, and you can find every social media link of ours on there, as well as listen to the podcast there. You can also listen on SoundCloud, Google Music, Apple Music, and all the other places you can find podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and then subscribe to us on YouTube so you don't miss any of our non-episode style stuff like we do Video reviews, we recently did one on Havoc's new album, so get on there, subscribe, and check that out. And yeah, I guess that covers it for another week. Huge thank you to 
Scott and Jana from Tulsa Music Stream once again for having us on. And of course, thank you to our sponsors, MedFarm, DEV Concerts, and Sunset Tattoo. And I thank you to Chris Taylor-Brown from Trapped. Until next time. Thunder Underground, y'all.